with jazz groupies. And you're listening to the K-Jazz Radio Show with my guy, Mwaku, on 97.2 FM, Johannesburg. Peace. We are exploring the music of Gedu Play Ambele this Sunday as the cover story, and today also marks the return of It Has to Be Jazz on the radio. After a small hiatus, please help me welcome back to 97.2 Jazz Collector, Jazz Creator, Jazz Critic, and Writer, Dadere Maseko. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. It's been a while. Eh? Uh, suppose uh, what just got us uh, carried away and the uh, we just lost track of time, but glad to be back on air. Welcome and, uh, back. Have a few, yeah, we have a few interesting things to explore today. Absolutely. And I was about to say, you know, since you and I got together, a lot has happened. It's three months into a brand new year. That's how long you've been gone, you know. But um, <laughs> very interesting playlist we've been sharing this hour, Geru Blay Ambele. Let's briefly unpack this artist and why you chose him as our cover story this Sunday. Yeah, um, I, I found him very interesting for a number of reasons. Uh, the first major one, of course, uh, we, people seem to think, um, you know, uh, a large part, I can only speak within the South African context, but a lot of jazz followers and jazz critics seem to be under the impression that the majority of the people who have dedicated uh, their interpretation of American jazz are largely South African. And uh, certainly, you know, you've got Gaydu who is not South African, Ghanaian, and uh, who has really gone and uh, checked out some of these masters. And I was impressed with how he managed to interpret this and then put it simply in what he understands best, which is high life, uh, the kind of genre that you normally find in West Africa, predominantly in uh, yeah, Ghana and Nigeria, but uh, yeah, uh, it was just interesting to see him explore uh, the artists, very much uh, artists that haven't really been explored to that depth within the African context. You know, uh, we are talking the likes of Miles Davis um, and um, the late Wayne Shorter. And, you know, when someone takes Coltrane and put their interpretation of what he was saying, yeah. Is, uh, yeah. on, you know, uh, into African context, You're like, wow, this is worth talking about. So I thought for a change, instead of uh, selecting a whole range of different artists, why don't we take one who has done an amazing job, you know, interpreting some of the popular, prominent American standards, and let's hear what he has to say about that. I'm impressed. Yeah. You know, I looked at his rap sheet as it were, you know, before you and I got together this afternoon and I was looking at some of his achievements. I mean, you know, from the most consistent artist in the 1980s to a lifetime achievement by the Jazz Drew uh, from the Charles R. Drew University. I mean, quite accomplished. I mean, to think that someone who, you know, uh, we might not know here has actually, you know, achieved, you know, uh, quite a, a wide feat overseas abroad. Is 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 that a a a... Is that because, you know, we as locals, Prari, go here with me, we as the, South, the African market aren't necessarily interested in listening to these artists in that fashion? Is, that, is it because of that that we aren't aware who, who Geru Blay Ambele is? I think one of our biggest problems is that sometimes we're too engrossed in 
what we have access to. Yeah. It's either it's American. Of course, of late, we now have a whole flood of European, uh, you know, artists who are sharing stage and recordings with various South African artists. Yeah. But I don't think we have really made enough effort to go past our borders to see what most of our Africans, uh, what most of our Africans are doing in that jazz space and what their interpretation of, you know, the American standards and in mm. some cases, uh, Europe and Japanese standards are really all about. So we seem to have restricted um, our opinion of what our colleagues and you know jazz enthusiasts in the continent are actually doing out there. It's mm. also interesting that you know the other time I was reading Jimmy Goodu's uh, biography and also his discography. And I was actually pleasantly surprised to discover that he actually went to study African music in Central Africa. I forget whether it's Nigeria or Ghana. Mm. And he's the only artist I know at this point in time who has actually come from Southern Africa to go and study there full time, like take up their music that seriously. But of course, we also have Moreira, who did quite a bit of work with uh, Manu Dibango yeah. in an attempt to, you know, they looked at that take five. I thought that was quite interesting. And Incredible. by the way, yeah, me to try and have a look at Gato. And uh, I just found it interesting that uh, there is this amazing work that's been done throughout Africa. But it's also interesting that if you go further east, from Ghana, you then have Ugandans who are actually redoing some of the stuff uh, on Africa and, uh, you know, uh, on Southern African uh, artists, you know, they're looking at the likes of Miriam Makewe, et cetera, et cetera. But there seems to be little interest to almost no interest in South Africans really looking deep into Africa to see what it is that they are actually doing out there yeah. and how popular their music is. And uh, yeah, um, just a fascinating turn of events. And uh, yeah, so I thought, let's explore this artist. Let's see what he has to do. Yeah. It's a very, very interesting story that, that we can follow up on. In fact, especially when you speak about Southern African artists being reimagined by the rest of Africa, that's very interesting. I think maybe they're even following on the back of, um, you know, uh, Somi, you know, but that's a different conversation yeah. altogether. You know, let's, 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 yeah. what, what are the topics that we, that we often get to spotlight here on the segment is music literature. And uh, what do you have for us this afternoon? Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago when I was there, uh, exploring uh, how we discovered certain instruments. In particular, I was interested in how Philip Devane came across a Gibson. Amazing guitar. I'm telling you everything. Westman Komori, for example, was one of the people who played nothing else except the Gibson. I know that Lee Redno is also into Gibson. There's a whole host of these uh, jazz artists overseas who are playing that guitar. But I was just fascinated by how did Dr. Philip Tavani end up with that guitar? And then uh, Stephen Magona then asked me to go look for a book called Marabi Nights, and that could possibly answer some of the questions. Now, the first edition was like almost half of the second edition, which came out like two, three years ago. I got him the most recent copy, mm -hmm. which also included includes um, a CD, 
that sort of gives a, a few demo tracks of the various eras in the South African jazz. The second edition has a lot more. It's almost three times the size of the first edition. And uh, I discovered a heck of a lot more in that space. And the history of jazz as it originates from, um, you know, when, when Afri South Africans came into contact with Western instruments, yeah. of course, during 1652, as you track it all the way up to uh, the time it ended up in Sophia Town. But I was just fascinated because, uh, you know, um, originally it started off with the minstrels, and I, I was sort of like, wow. Uh, so how exactly did we end up with most of these instruments and how did we end up incorporating them? So my desire to search for more, unfortunately, the first edition of Marabi Nights wasn't helpful enough. But when I looked at the second one, I found a lot more than what I was looking for. So... My suggestion at this point in time is that if you've read the first version, go check out the second version. When you read this book, you really don't want to look at it within the context of trying to verify facts, but trying to appreciate and understand based on the depth of the book, what actually happened to end yeah. up where we yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the one book we really need to revisit. And then... Strange enough, I came across, as I was going through my archives, I came across the biography of Miles Davis, mm. which in it incorporates Philip Davan. And uh, it's a whole fascinating uh, research work uh, that I think a few people need to start looking at uh, seriously. But uh, that Maravinais by Christopher Palatine. Wow. It's uh, our book of the month. You know, I look yeah. forward to 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 getting my copy. Uh, <clears throat> I hope it's on the way. But uh, I look forward to getting my copy, so I can also, you know, just kind of just you know take take that all in. You know, I'm very fascinated with with you know the Gibson and and how that came about in the story. Of course, the likes of Billy yeah. Munama are also now using you know the Gibson. So of course, it's 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 almost like a legacy yeah. of Gibson in South African music. Really interesting story there, waiting to be told. Yeah. Now, you know, there's been such a large number of artists, Prare, who've brought forth music, new music at that. And I must admit that we are struggling to contain ourselves with all these wonderful offerings. And, you know, you and I, just on time, who are we talking about this month? You know, who's who should we look forward to in terms of new music for this month? See, Paman's uh, uh, also, a.k.a. Uh, Paras Lamini, yeah. who has done quite a bit of work with uh, uh, Tembam Kese. He's now finally recorded his own new debut album. As you might know, he has played in Gome and a few other genres, South African genres, the South African house, et cetera, et cetera. So he sort of shifted from that space and he's now exploring the jazzy side of his career and uh, of course the gift. Uh, he's got a new album coming out, yeah. I have to name is yet to be published, but uh, I'm here to listen to some of the sample tracks. But the fact that he is also dedicating some of the stuff to people like Chao Kanile, uh, you know, was one of my favorites. And I am told that he's got a jazz version of that. And uh, apparently he has also done this with uh, some artists from Europe. And uh, Chuduzo Makatini is involved with that. I'm yeah. told uh, as one of the producers. Uh, 
uh, executive producers and uh, Linda's Kakan is part of that. Now, the other thing that I wasn't aware of, embarrassingly so, was the <laughs> fact that uh, Isambulo does include Paras. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I don't know how I missed that. Uh, maybe it's because uh, I didn't read hard enough into the sleeve. But, I think you were uh, not listening to the cage as so hard enough, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I went and revisited the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, Paris is a gifted artist. He, he, he has these strange things that he's able to do with his voice and his tongue, flipping off his tongue, and also tapping on his throat to reproduce certain vibes. Yeah. Um, closely linked to, you know, um, your drum section, et cetera, et cetera. And it does quite a bit of that beautifully on uh, Tembam Keys as uh, a Lile album, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I am told that there's plenty of that in the new CD. So, uh, I, I can hardly wait. I am still waiting, by the way, for the samples. So pretty soon, I hope we'll be able to get something we can play on air for the uh, for the listeners. Oh. But um, I have been assured. Coffee mm. FM, we spend time with Pare. It's all yeah. about jazz on It Has to Be Jazz, the segment that we do every single month, every last Sunday of the month. And we're talking everything jazz from reviews to brand new music and uh, to spotlight on our favorite artists. Now, uh, as we wrap up the conversation, Pare, what are some of the projects or albums, in fact, that any self-respecting collector should be having in their collection for the month of March? Certainly. Um, we used to like go way back to find something that's not popular, but um, I have had to re-listen to some of the material that was produced in the recent years, actually in the last 12 months. Mm. And Umtali, to me, has given me a different perspective on compositional skills, uh, presentation, and the selection of artists. Yeah. So yeah. if you don't have a copy of Umtali at this point in time, do yourself a big favor, go find one. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, the second album is Forgive Yourself by Tsepo Tsotezi. It's a solo piano debut album, incredible album, well-orchestrated uh, with all the beautiful trappings you can ever think of. But I also went back to revisit Mankungu, Winston Mankungu Gozi. And uh, for some strange reason, I was, you know, torn between Molo Africa and Yakalimbo. And for some strange reason, I don't know how people have missed Molo Africa because the, it appears, you know, uh, Yakalinko is the most popular. Yes. But all of a sudden, you listen to Molo Africa, you suddenly realize the depth of the man's skill and the actual compositional skills. And I, I continue to be pleasantly surprised by the depth of his skill. And that's an amazing album. If anybody hasn't listened to it before, thoroughly listened to it before, it's something you must have in your collection. Absolutely yeah. must have in your collection. Yep. And I think we'll leave it here this afternoon because, um, you know, uh, uh, we can only give them just a little touch. We'll carry on the story next week, well, rather next month, on uh, the next Sunday where we have more of It Has To Be Jazz, of course, talking about the brand new music, talking about the recommendations, including some interesting happenings around the jazz community. Myself and Brad Masako here on Coffee FM 97.2 is the K-Jazz show. So thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let's, of course, sure. do it again, once again, 
in a month for another exciting edition of It Has To Be Jazz with Ray Maseko on The K-Jazz Show.